Hi, welcome again to Bad Audio Episode 2. I am so sorry. I know I promised in last episode that in the last episode that I would fix the audio, but uh, I am I've been procrastinating. I've been playing a lot of games, so I'm so sorry that the audio still sucks, but yeah, welcome again to First to the Red Light. It's your host, me. What is up? How's everyone doing? Um, yeah, I think from the title of this episode, you guys can kind of figure out what today's topic is going to be about, what today's ramblings are going to circle around, and kind of like what's been on my mind lately, honestly. So yeah, let's get right into it. Um, yeah, <laughs> the topic is loneliness, lonely people. And where do they all come from? I think, yeah, I think last episode I was thinking a lot about, about, about relationships, you know, about, you know, like why people make them, you know, not, not just romantic relationships, but like connections with other people and kind of like how the relationships originally form, you know, cause mainly it's from school, right? You know, like you meet friends in your classes or you meet friends at your sports teams or your art club or music orchestra, band, whatever, you know, whatever you're involved in, you usually find similar people and then you just bond and connect and you kind of like can commiserate together. But as you get older, you know, like not, 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 you know, 40s, 50s, because I can't really speak from that perspective. I'm only 23. Um, but when you get into your early 20s, yeah, like, after post-grad and after, you know, everyone's just doing their own thing, like, there, there is this wall or, I guess, like, cloud of loneliness that I never really noticed is was there, you know? And it's not it's not just me, you know? I, I see it around other people. And, and one place especially that I, not that I want to speak about today is the grocery store. The grocery store, I think, is one of the most depressing and lonely places for, you know, everyone. Regardless of age, gender, socioeconomic class. Like, the grocery store just sucks. Like... Oh my, it's just depressing in there, really. Like, it's so sad. It's so, like... I was in Ralph's the other day, and I saw this lady with, like, a 12 or, like, one of those eight packs of those mini Diet Cokes, and I think, like, a bottle of wine, and then on her way out, she picked up one of those, like, rotisserie chickens that are just sitting out in a bag, you know, for how long. And it's so funny how people think, like the ones at Costco are like 10 times better than the ones at Ralph's. It's like, they're the same thing. They're, don't, don't, you know, same grift, different thrift, you know? <laughs> but it's so funny how people think that, oh my God, I like took off my headphones for a little bit and just realized how loud I was talking. Um, yeah, it's so, it's so ridiculous how people think like, <laughs> the ones at Costco's are any better, or shopping at Costco is any better than shopping anywhere else, but, you know, because it's not, it's literally just, <laughs> it's just as depressing, it's just as sad, it's just as overwhelming and soul-crushing. 
Yeah, but at, at the grocery store, you know, especially if you go kind of later at night or like in the middle of the day, you see some. It's like, it's like the strip club in the middle of the day. You know, there's some the people that go to strip clubs while the sun is still out is you know just a very specific type of crowd. And same thing with grocery stores. The people that go and buy their groceries either right before the store closes or when you know no one goes like those are that is a very specific type of crowd you know me included i've seen yeah i've seen a lot of very lonely people and and you know it's like they don't they don't come up to me and say like hey i'm lonely you know but it's just it's just what's in their bin and what how they carry themselves and you know a lot of people can be like oh you know like you're reading into into it too much you're not really thinking about it or you know you're just assuming and yeah i am <laughs> i am assuming but a lot of the times i assume correctly <laughs> no i'm just kidding but yeah, it, it, these are assumptions but i it's i think it's like it's like you know it's like joseph gordon levitt in dark knight rises when he figures out that Bruce Wayne is Batman, it's like, I do the same thing. That's why I know you're Batman. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. That, I I think I woke up with a little a little bit of a cold today. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I, I'm, I feel like I can assume these things and say these things about these people. Because I'm one of those, I'm literally one of those people, you know. Just very lonely, just, oh my gosh. Just doing everything and anything to just suppress or avoid confronting my own loneliness. And it's so... Because when you're in it, man, I understand why people say, like, people who are unmarried, they live, like, eight to nine years less on average than people who do get married. It's You know what? Because being lonely is is crushing. It's bad for your health, you know? It's bad. It's... It takes a toll. It takes a physical, mental, emotional, sp again, spiritual toll on you. And and I, I think that's... Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Um, that's kind of the main topic again today is the lon the loneliness that's out there. This, this large <sighs> wall that a lot of people, including me, especially me maybe, just didn't care to think about this large wall that I didn't really even realize that a lot of people just run into all day or like this wall that kind of follows them around it's just this loneliness they, they want connection they crave connection and that's why they I figure out that's why people get into you know crappy relationships that's why they have bad friends it's because that being in a bad relationship to them is better than being alone and feeling their loneliness and being with themselves and just being in 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 agony on honestly like I, I can't think of a better word than it's 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 excruciating you know think about years and years and years of alone being lonely and and, and what that does to your mind you know being alone and lonely those those two things are not mutually exclusive, but they're different, you know, being, you can be alone, but not lonely, and you can be lonely, but not alone, you know, and, 
just think about the mental toll of what being alone and lonely does to you. Like, oh, why, why, like, the kind of like the thoughts that you have in your head, like the, these questions, because, because, you know, anyone who's gone through a difficult time, a trial or tribulation in their lives, like, their natural human in like instinct is to is to just ask why you know like why is this happening and and you know the, the thing that i learned from therapy is like uh like for kids you know they're very egocentric they're very like oh uh they think they're the center of the universe you know like oh for example like oh why did why is this person picking on me at school oh it's because i'm like not good enough it's because I'm not athletic or funny. I'm a little, you know, socially awkward. That's why they pick on me, and that's why they get to pick on me because they are none of those things that I am. Going further, it's like, oh, like why did mommy and dad? Why are mommy and daddy fighting? Oh, it's because I'm not a good enough son or daughter or whatever. So I have to become. I have to be a better son or daughter or whatever to them so that they can stop fighting. Why did mommy and daddy? get divorced oh it's because of me i was i wasn't a good enough son or daughter or whatever and then and then so like it's it's like just this natural egocentric way of, of how kids think you know and, and that's that's something that i you know inherently knew or intuitively knew for a long time but not until i went to therapy and got it out and spoke it did it really click to me that and you know my therapist has talked to me a lot about this is like I do that all the time. I I think situations and trials and the bad things that happen in my life, like they're the cause of them is me. But a lot of the times it's not. A lot of the times it's not my fault or like I'm not I'm not even related to the cause or the root or there is no cause or there is no root and I just insert myself in it. And I, I think that's what a lot of lonely people do. It's it's they think, Oh, I'm I, I'm ugly. I am not as attractive as other people. Attractive people aren't lonely because look, they have so many people around them. Therefore, I'm not attractive enough to be in those circles. I'm not attractive enough for someone to invite me into their life. Or it's their awkwardness. Oh, I'm too awkward. I make them feel uncomfortable. That's why they don't want to talk to me. Oh, it's it's my up. It's the way I look. It's the way I am. It's it's who I am. It's it's my being that is wrong. That's why that's why I'm lonely. That's why all I, I you know when I look at you know I'm still doing the lonely person <laughs> thought surgery you know zooming in examination <laughs> examination. It's like oh like when I look at social media you know all these attractive good-looking funny people have friends and they have friends that take pictures of them and they're not lonely they're not lonely like me they're not they're they're not ugly like me they're not broken like me but it's it, these are these are the thoughts that can develop and grow and fester for people who are lonely the people who don't have community Ooh, the C word Ooh. <laughs> you know, I, and I think that's a very, I guess, not good topic, but I, like, I, I think that's a, I, I think that's a thing that a lot of people get confused with these days. 
it's the difference between community and oh i'm so sorry i keep playing with this pen so and i keep like twisting it and making that sound um it, the difference is community and friendship because because your community doesn't necessarily mean your friends and your friends don't necessarily provide you with community so they're two different uh, and you know i'm still trying to figure this out as well like because when i'm with my friends like i, I have fun i we enjoy a lot of the same things we we're all on the same wavelength a, a lot of the times you know we love watching tv we love playing dnd we love playing games we love just making outlandish outrageous jokes but I don't feel like they're my community. I can't. I can't sh share or talk like this a lot. A lot with them, you know. But it's weird because like my community, sure. Like sometimes, like we share some hobbies and we share some interests and some hu similar humor. But but I love it, and I feel so comfortable talking to them like this and being honest and just sharing with them. And and I think that's something that. I realized I need to let, like, not not let go of, but like, I realized I can't make my friends my community, I can't make my community my friends, and that's something I have to accept. Sure, sure, you know, eventually I can make my my community, you know, I can get close to them, be closer friends, but I can't be close friends, I can't be best friends with them. And with my friends, like, sure, I, I can have some community with them, I can talk like this sometimes with them, but that's that's not... That's not the purpose of why I'm in relation with them. The purpose of why I'm in relation with them is because I've known them for so long. We grew up together. We share similar backgrounds and life stories and life missions. And I just love them so, so, so much. But that's, that's not why I'm in relation with them. Community is not why I'm in relation with my friends. But my community... Like these random people that you know, I just happen to live around. Like, I am able to talk with them, and the reason why I'm in relation with them is because I need that. I I need this space and this opportunity and time to talk like this, to talk intently, intentionally, and 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 it's not even it's not even that they make me feel understood. Cause, you know my, my friends understand me <laughs> you know my friends know exactly how i think and you know what i would do in certain situations like you know like that's i think that's a sign of like being becoming really close to someone's like oh like you know what that person would do or say in like a situation where they're not present <laughs> and it's so it's great oh my gosh it's it's awesome it's beautiful it's, it's a beautiful thing that happens when you're friends with someone when you're really close when you really get to know someone but for my community i don't i i don't think that's the point of community which one's better i i don't you know they're they're neither is better than the other both are good and both are needed and just depending on what's going on in your life i think like people need to shift you know balances a little bit I think it's good to have a good balance, you know, 50-50, but depending on what whatever's happening in your life, you know, like, maybe you just want to have fun and de-stress a little bit, like, you need you need more friends in your life, or you, you need to spend more time with your friends, 
or if you are going through something tough and difficult and you need to you, you need help processing yeah going to your friends will help for sure but to go to your community in times of trials and tribute that is something that not a lot of people get not a lot of people have and i'm telling you like it is the one of the factors that is contributing to this world of loneliness that we are living in now this world of you know people who just will do and will do anything to date because they think oh this this one person this one person will be my savior you know finally i have community finally i have friends finally, and and they put such heavy burdens on their significant others like hey please save me hey please you know like provide emotional and physical comfort for me help 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 me see that i'm good i'm good enough i'm worthy of being loved so i can finally have confidence in myself yeah you know like for for example like me that's what i did in my last relationship i, I put so much emphasis and pressure on this one person and i put i there's there's no way there's no way any there's no way her, she or any human could have lived up to those expectations because those expectations are not for humans to meet. And yeah, like I'm, I'm telling you guys, gals, and non-binary pals that if if you look for your significant other to be both, or you know, I'm sure there's other factors too. Like if you if if you're looking for your significant other to be your community and your friend. Like that, uh, that is a recipe for disaster. Your significant other is your significant other, you know? And you guys decide, you guys, gals, non-binary pals, decide what you are to each other and how much you want to be in each other's lives. And I think that's all I can say about um, romantic relationships because, dude, I haven't, I haven't been in a relationship in like uh, four years. Four or five years so yeah loneliness it's it's a real thing that a lot of people go through and a lot of people just look for the solutions in the wrong places and that dude that's why that's why there's a porn e epidemic are you kidding me dude if you look <laughs> if you look at who uses porn like or porn use over the last ten years, like it skyrocketed. Are you kidding me? Porn use has skyrocketed, and it's so mainstream now. Porn stars are becoming mainstream celebrities now. In the past, like that was like, oh my gosh, like you know, how do you know this person? Oh, I know what you do. Now it's like, oh hey yeah, that's Mia Mia Malkova, or like that's Adriana Chechich, or you know, that's Abella Danger. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. It's it's not a big deal anymore. And, and that's why we have social media literally causing so much anxiety and depression and suicide and just... It, I'm not going to say it's causing those things because that takes away the personal responsibility of everyone for their own mental health. But it's amplifying your problem. It's amplifying your weaknesses. If, if you're just a person who naturally compares, if you... If you get if you like go on social media it's like dude you're not only like before social media it was like you you were comparing yourself to like maybe like people in movies or you know people in your town or city or whatever but now with social media it's like 
you are literally comparing yourself to the top 1% of the 1% of people that are out there. You know how many people are on, are, are on this planet? Like almost 8 billion. That is... And think, think about how many celebrities or social media influencers you really interact with. Like what? 10,000? Like 10,000. Let's... Okay, let's, let's calculate. How much of... 10,000... <laughs> how much... Let's see, 10,000... Divided by 8 billion. I can't even, my phone doesn't even go to 8 billion. 8 billion. That's, oh my gosh, that's... Point zero 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 one two five percent That's less than a... 10 thousandth of a percent. <laughs> that's not even 1%. That's like... <laughs> That's literally 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the 1% that you're comparing yourself to. That is ridiculous. Like, so, yeah, oh my gosh, like, that is, that is not good for people's mental healths. And no wonder people feel lonely. If you feel like you can only connect with 1% of the 1% of the 1% of people when you meet a normal looking person and a normal person who like Could potentially be a great and awesome intimate close friend There's no way you're gonna want to talk to them. because it's like dude like you're not good enough And like <laughs> I feel like that's something that people don't really talk about when they talk about it's like these honest Honest thoughts that people are having when they meet someone when they meet potential friends when they meet potential community members, when they meet potential, I'll say it like, romantic partners, it's like, dude, you're too ugly. You're too fat. Your left eye is not perfectly symmetrical to your right eye. It's like, what? You're crazy. <laughs> you're literally, 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 literally. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a little wired. I just came back from the gym. <sighs> um... Yeah, you're literally comparing yourself to some standards that a lot of times people have to Photoshop or pay money to get, so they're just not real. Sorry, I burped. But yeah, I'm telling you, guys, gals, non-binary pals, please, give people a chance. Let them into your lives. And I think that moves us onto the next segment, which I think is armor. Armor. A R M O R. Not amour. That's with an E. That's love in French. Um, I'm talking about armor. Dude, when you first meet people and they're super nice. Okay, wait, okay. Sorry, sorry. Backtrack. Like, when you meet someone and like they're a little standoffish, you're like, oh, this person, you know. Obviously has some barriers up. Obviously has some like guards up. I understand that. Okay, no worries. Like it's like I'm meeting someone for the first time. They they're probably just like this, you know, with people that they meet for the first time. But I will think about this. Think about it in this way as well. When you meet someone, and they're super nice, super open, super friendly, joking a lot. That is also another form of armor. 
And I'm telling you guys, like, guys, gals, not on binary pals, like, it's literally another form of, it's the same thing, it's the two sides of the same coin armor. Hey, like, I'm afraid of you hurting me, so let me be really kind and friendly so you won't hurt me. So you don't have to, so I don't have to uh, invite you into my life. Yeah, you know, and like, it's scary when you can see it happening in real time. It's scary when you can see, like, for the people that are in your lives, like your parents or your family members or your close friends or what have you. It's scary when you get into an argument with them and then you can literally see them putting on their armor. It's like, hey, this is a dangerous life or death situation. If you want me to be here or in order for me to keep interacting with you and protect myself, I have to armor up. I have to, I have to get angry. I have to yell. I have to get violent. I have to get sarcastic. I have to get passive aggressive. I have to get, you know, whatever. And it's so scary. It's frightening. It's really, 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 really frightening and like hurt, almost hurtful, you know, for the other person who's just like, I'm just trying to have a conversation with you, or I'm just trying to trying to understand what the root of the problem is, why you're so angry, and you know that that's like a whole. That's like you can have like multiple podcasts on that subject, you know. Sorry, my phone. I am doing like a bad podcast host job and looking at my phone while recording this podcast. So forgive me for the awkward silence. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 it sucks. It's hurt hurtful because I think uh, for me, I'm just gonna talk about personal experience for maybe the next couple conversations. It's hurtful when I'm trying to have a conversation and the person just leaves. The person just like gets up and goes. It's like, what is happening? Why are you running away? Am I? <laughs> I'm just talking to you, you know? And that stuff is trauma. I'm going to say like traumatizing. It sucks. Yeah. And lo I, I think... I think an interesting aspect of this loneliness conversation is the ex the childhood the childhood experience how the childhood experience affects how how we interpret and experience and view and judge and condemn loneliness as adults. You know, because for me, like as a kid, like I didn't like hanging out with a lot of people i loved being alone because like if i was alone that means no one could hurt me if i was alone that means i didn't need to see my mom or dad fight or if i was alone that means my brother wouldn't beat me you know 
if I was alone, I, I was safe. I was real safe. But as, a, as you get older, you know, you realize you, know, you, can't, you can't exist like this forever. You gotta... Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. That is like a plane or something. Overhead. So, if you can hear that, congratulations. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's such a sucky, sucky, sucky feeling when you realize like, Oh, I guess I'm lonely. Or when you realize how lonely you are and you're just like, oh my gosh, I need people, but I can't interact with people because I just, all my life I've never learned how to. And it's scary. It's like frightening stepping out of your comfort zones into a, a space, and area where you have to be in relation with people, where you have to wrestle with people, where you have to really get down into the nitty gritty with others who have different backgrounds and have different thoughts and are different beings and don't will not always totally 100% of the time understand what is exactly going on in your head or coming out of your mouth even. <laughs> and it's scary. Oh, God, it's frightening. It's like even now I'm getting like ugh, anxious thinking about meeting a new person and being like, hey, come into my life. Cause you know I'm 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 terrified I'm like so. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a nightmare for me to invite someone in to my life, and then for them to spend years and years with me, and for them to meet my friends and my community and my parents, and just to for them for our names just to be naturally associated with each other, and then for all of that to just disappear because one day they're just like, oh okay I finally figured out who you are. You're not enough. Bye. You know, heartbreaking, heart wrenching. And I think it's such a terrifying, maybe real experience for me to to have, you know? For me to be like, oh, why did this person leave? Oh, it's because I'm not good enough. And they've told me to my face. That's why. It's like, dang, dang, son. So, you guys, guys, gals, non-binary pals can see, like, where these thoughts are coming from. It, it, they're, they're coming from someone who has been hurt as a, a kid, you know, and doesn't know what else to do but armor up, you know. Someone who doesn't really know how to interact with people other than in a suit of armor. I cannot be naked with people. I cannot be vulnerable because it's just too painful. It's it's too hurtful for me to, no, I, yeah, it's too like, I guess scary for me to be who I am with others. And I think that's caused a lot of detriment to a lot of my relationships as I've gotten older because I'm not, I'm not confronting this this pain inside me and tying it all back to the topic of this podcast that's why I'm lonely you cannot talk about loneliness without pain you cannot talk about loneliness being lonely without some sort of traumatic experience what caused this person to be the way they are it's it's you know I think earlier I was kind of talking about it like a 
bad questions, but these are natural human questions that ask in times of trials and tribulation. When you're in, you're stuck in a bad spot, you you just want to ask why. You just want to ask why am I like this? <laughs> and it's it's tiring. It, I, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you guys like. It's so tiring to wander and wander around and just be myself. So there's that, there is no way I can let someone else into my life. I'm I'm already dealing with my stuff. Like you know, don't don't come close. Don't come close. And I think that's how I've operated for the past 20, 22 years. Ha ha. And you vigilant listeners will know that I'm 23. So what's happened in the last year? What have I figured out? What have I... What am I going to share? What am I about to say? <laughs> yeah. Bet you didn't think I was going to say that. Um, what I'm about to say is... Your, these problems and traumas... Are never going to stop being painful. Your childhood experiences are going to stay with you forever. Because they're in the past and you can't, you can't change the past. You can't change how people hurt you. And you can't change how you hurt others. Just a fact of life. But, and this is a big but. This is like one of those... <laughs> okay, I was going to say something. But this is just a big but. <sighs> How you manage it and perceive it and handle it on a day-to-day -day basis is in your control. You, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you. You out there are capable of changing how you manage your thoughts. These, how you manage and confront and process and empathize and sympathize and show grace to yourself. You are in charge of that. You are, you have agency and the ability to do all those things I just said and show forgiveness to yourself. Yeah, my dad left and I'm always gonna be angry with him. It's always gonna hurt when I think about it. It's always gonna you know, make me tear up when I think about what happened but it's not my fault I couldn't have done anything even if I did even if I was able to make him stay like what what type of life would I be living like where I'm constantly performing and like trying to upkeep like a marriage and a family as a 12 year old you know how am I supposed to what is a 12-year-old to do? <laughs> what am I to do, Walter? What, what is a 12-year-old to do? How in the world does anyone expect a 12-year-old to maintain and support a family, a marriage, a household? There's no, there's no way I could have done it. I would have grown up to be worse than what I am now. 
talking about loneliness, like, with Danielle, like, what was I supposed to do? We just weren't right for each other. Yeah, I, you know, I still, I still love her. I think to some extent. I think about her, I would say less frequently, but I do think about her. I hope she's doing well. I hope she's, I hope she got what she's looking for. She got what she worked for. I hope she's happy, but yeah, I broke it off with her. Not because I stopped loving her, but because like, I just realized like, it wasn't good for either of us. As much as hard as it is to say and really be in a relationship and be like, okay, I gotta press the red button. I gotta self-destruct. This is not good for either of us. It's hard to be that person because I'm the bad guy and I know that. And I'm living with the consequences of my actions. But I think in the future and forever, I have these lessons that I would say not many people have. <laughs> I have this way of thinking that not, not many people have. And yeah, for all you lonely people out there, I hope that this podcast can either <laughs> help you feel less lonely or I hope this podcast can help you be like, damn, dang and damn. <laughs> I hope this podcast can help you be like, dang. At least I'm not as lonely as that guy. <laughs> uh, I think the, the, like, the really, really funny thing uh, about me starting this podcast and everything is like, I don't know who's going to listen to it. I don't know what it's for. I don't know what the purpose of any of this is. Like, like not just the podcast, but all, a lot of my actions. Like, for example, like, I'm going to pursue nursing. I'm going to go back to school in the, in, at the end of May and try to become a nurse and see if I can. Um, I'm going to, I've also started paint, I mean, started painting, but I've taken a little break from painting. Um, I started rock tumbling and jewelry making. I've started all these things that I don't really know what, the end goal is going to look like, or why I'm doing them, but I know that I want to do these things. I know that I want to become good at these things, being a nurse, painting, jewelry making, and, and podcasting. I, I hope eventually in the future I, I get to a point where I'm like, dang, like, I feel comfortable sharing it with people and being like, hey, listen to it. I feel like it could help you. Or hey, like, if you're going through a tough time and you just want to hear a guy be stupid for 45 minutes, like, take a listen to my podcast. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting, the paths and the things that we go through and how they affect us, because they do. No, 
no matter who you are out there, like, what you've gone through affects you, has affected you, is affecting you. And you can't control the events that occurred, but you can control how they affect you. You can process them. You can talk to them. Talk, talk about them. Talk through them. Think through them. Journal through them. You can do things to help you manage these painful events. You can do things to help manage the loneliness, but... And I want to honor this as much as like as much as possible. And I think this is the last topic, I guess, for today's episode. It's always going to be there. It's always going to hurt. And you got to honor that. You got to stop running. The only way to process, the only way to get agency back in your life is to stop running and deal with emotional baggage that you're carrying for me I gotta deal with being a child of divorce I gotta deal with growing up in an abusive environment I gotta deal with being and I gotta deal with how I you know continued that cycle by being a bad boyfriend being a bad significant other being a bad partner, I gotta deal with that. But how I deal with it is up to me. I, I think I think what's interesting about laziness and like suppression and whatever it's like. I don't know, or people who think like I, I don't have a choice in how I deal with it. I don't have a choice. It's like yeah, you do. You're choosing not to deal with it. You're choosing to lay down and let it take over you. Grow some balls. Grow like a, you know, get a clit piercing. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you know, like, do something, dude. Do anything. Don't run from it. Don't, don't just let it take over your life. Be better. Because you are worth it. Do it, for, do it for yourself. Like, you're worth it. You're capable of... Like, and, and, yeah. You're capable and worth it. Like, how you treat yourself is how you practice treating others. So if you don't treat yourself with respect and kindness and gentleness and compassion, how are you, how do you expect to do that to other people? And it's like, yeah, like, a lot of you may ask, like, why, why? Why would you, who cares, who cares how you treat other people? And, again, as always, like, the world, guys, gals, non-binary pals, like, the world is hard enough as it is. People lose children. People lose their mothers. People die in horrific, tragic ways every day. And there's families that are broken, ir irreversibly broken from those tragedies. So life is hard enough and dark enough and difficult enough as it is. Don't add to another person's burden. Instead, try and help them. Try and be that voice of kindness and gentleness and grace and compassion 
instead try and be that voice and that person that makes them feel a little less lonely. Thank you guys for listening.